Chris Saban is a longtime professional wrestler who pretty much got his start here in Windsor with Border City Wrestling and the Can-Am Wrestling School. He's known as one half of the Motor City Machine Guns and a mainstay in TNA Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor Wrestling for many years. Join me, Drake Demore, as we talk to Chris about his wrestling career starting here in Windsor with Border City Wrestling, recently returning to Impact Wrestling, and what he's doing to keep busy during the quarantine. Hello, how you doing? It's Zach Cassie. Adam Enrique, Joe Siddle, Tom Crawford, Todd Warner, Brett Romberg, TJ Laramie, and Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Wind City Sports. What up, everybody? My name is Drake Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast, Wind's only local sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. in Windsor and Detroit on CJAM 99.1 FM, and replays on Tuesdays at 8 even during this pandemic. On the radio show, you'll hear some highlights from our podcast interviews, some good music, and as much local sports news as we normally can come up with. Here on the podcast, you'll hear the full, uncut, and unedited version of interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more, dropping every Thursday, every Thursday morning on WinCitySports.com and anywhere podcasts are found. We also have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all the all those social medias. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. But you can find us at WinCity underscore Sports, or simply search up WinCity Sports. WinCity, all one word: W I N C I T Y. But today is Thursday, May seventh, two thousand and twenty, and it's episode one hundred and ninety-four of WinCity Sports. Summer is approaching. Our two hundredth episode is approaching too, and our four-year anniversary is approaching next month as well so things are starting to roll man uh, 2020 is almost half over it seems like it barely even got started obviously a uh, very weird time that we're still living in unfortunately kind of getting used to it um just the fact that this is happening and you know things are closed and canceled we uh maybe we're getting a little too comfortable uh, staying inside but uh you know you always got to look at the the bright side of things right so um, with our guests lately, we've always been uh, uh, asking what they're doing to keep busy during the quarantine, and obviously that's going to be a, a topic, but a small topic today with our guest and professional wrestler, Chris Sabin. He uh, got his start here in Windsor, as you may have heard at the beginning of the show. Um, he's from Michigan, just across the border. He came over to Windsor to start training with my cousin Scott and um, Can-Am Wrestling School. We ended up going on to the BCW shows, and that's when uh, his indie wrestling career was all starting and where it all kind of started to take off. Uh, from there, he went out to TNA, Impact Wrestling, and then from there, it's gone and done. Done so much stuff. Uh, he's, he's a former world champion, as we briefly talk about. But pretty much, it was uh, just cool to get him on the show and, and shoot the shit about uh, coming over to Windsor to begin his wrestling training. Um, talk about BCW back in the days, you know, where he was kind of a young guy and um mid to, to top card guy and and it helped him propel his his wrestling career when he went off to tna so it's a pretty interesting chat we hear what chris is up to in the meantime he's basically coming off an injury he recently re-signed with impact wrestling and he was set to return with them and at least make an appearance at this tna themed show they were going to do a throwback one night only event where they do everything to the old tna if you're, if you're not familiar um, don't know why <laughs> you would be listening to Chris Saban, but if you are, then thank you for listening for me, I suppose. 
um, TNA Wrestling, uh, changed their name to Impact Wrestling, completely rebranded and got a new look and feel for it a few years ago. So they're going to do one, um, I forget what they're calling it, like There's No Place Like Home, I believe, is uh, is the theme of the of the show and it's going to be um it's going to be it was going to be sorry i should say um i believe they're still looking to do that event in the future when things come back it was supposed to be during wrestlemania weekend and it was going to be a throwback feel look and and guys um performing on the show as well and chris was gonna that was gonna kind of start his return to impact just by making an appearance there he was set to be in windsor i know that uh for lockdown that never ended up happening as well probably wasn't going to wrestle as he was still kind of recovering but nevertheless chris saving this week on the wind city sports podcast short little funny story um we were going to do it around the time that impact was coming coming to town obviously it ended up happening so i just kept him on the on the schedule at a later date when I reached out to him to do the interview, he's like, again, like, didn't we do this? And I was like, did we, am I forgetting that, that I interviewed Chris Saban and I had no clue. Um, long story short, just a little misunderstanding. I was like, crap, maybe I recorded it and completely for like, am I going nuts or did we not do this? So, um, gratefully enough, uh, Chris accepted and we ended up doing the, the interview later that day on the phone. So we're going to get right into that interview right now. Here's Chris Saban of Impact Wrestling. Here we go. Right now on the phone, we have a Can-Am Wrestling graduate who we certainly remember here from his time in Windsor with Border City Wrestling. He went on to have an incredibly successful career in Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and much, much more. Chris Saban, welcome to the show, man. Hi. How's it going? Good to be here. Thanks a lot, man. So, obviously, um, you know, you're a Michigan-made guy growing up not too far from Windsor, actually. Um, and then you eventually came over to the K&M Wrestling School, as we mentioned. But if I'm not mistaken, before you got here, uh, you did some training in Michigan uh, initially, I believe. So how did you kind of get into wrestling? You know, it wasn't as easy back then, I'm sure. Yeah, um, so I was a senior in high school, and I knew I wanted to be a wrestler. So, you know, I was searching the Internet for wrestling schools, local ones, uh, sent some emails out to a couple of different places, uh, some I never even heard anything from, some, you know, invited me to come check it out, uh, or send a tape, you know, somebody even said, I didn't even have a tape at that point, so um, I ended up hearing back from the NWA Great Lakes Pro Wrestling School that was in Michigan, um, didn't know anything about it, you know, my uh, my dad took me the first day, we went, uh, it was in Hazel Park, Michigan, uh, there was... Um, ring set up in the backyard and uh you know so i started off training there learned some pretty basic stuff and ended up meeting a guy by the name of amazing nate Matson uh while training with that school and then ended up having some difficulties they they didn't have a place to put the ring after a while so the school kind of went under and i was kind of left you know without any place to train and they ended up telling me about the can am wrestling school uh just right across the bridge in windsor and uh he took me over there the first couple of times and introduced me to everybody and that's you know when i first met scott and um i think pd pd williams was around mm-hmm. in those early days too and uh so um took me over across, you know, started training over there, got to know Scott and uh, kind of just started going over there, you know, twice a week for a while there mm-hmm. and just continued my training and finished up everything there and, uh, uh, you know, kind of just took off from there. Uh, meeting Scott was probably the best thing that could have happened in my career because 
you know, he ended up booking me on, started booking me on Border City Wrestling shows, and then I ended up working Sabu on one of the Border City Wrestling shows, and then me against Sabu was the match that Scott showed to Double J Jeff Jarrett, which ended up getting my tryout with TNA, which ended up getting me, getting me my job with this. So it was, you know, just kind of a you know cool little connections there, and everything kind of fell in place. Oh, 100%, man. And uh, that's probably going to be the theme running forward with this conversation here. Um, so I was going to ask, you know, how you ended up getting linked with Scott and Can-Am. Obviously, you mentioned uh, Nate Matson. So at that time, did you, were you even familiar with them at all? Did you Have you ever heard of Border City or Scott or anything like that? No, not really. I was pretty unfamiliar with, uh, like, indie wrestling mm-hmm. at, at that time. You know, I, I mean, it just wasn't, the internet wasn't as popular as it is nowadays, you know, back in the year uh, 2000. This was like 1999, 2000. Yeah. So, uh you know, they're just, you know, indie wrestling wasn't as uh, prevalent on the internet as it is nowadays. So I wasn't, you know, I didn't know too much about it except what I've read in like PWI or like heard about on, you know, wrestling message boards and stuff. But no, I didn't, didn't know too much about it. That's kind of what I was anticipating, you know, again, being close and, and whatnot, it doesn't really matter <laughs> going back 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you trained a little bit in Michigan and then came over here, met Scott, started meeting the guys, and that's where obviously it all started to take off. But in regards to training, did you notice a lot of big differences in where you were in Michigan and here, rather it be, you know, the facility itself or anything like that, or maybe the way they trained or anything? Yeah, it was a more polished, complete school. You know, I mean, Scott had, you know, he had, everything was set up there, you know, it was twice a week, it had a permanent building, um, you know, the ring, the previous school when I was trained at, you know, the ring was in the backyard, then we got moved to a warehouse and then there was no place for it to go. So, uh, it was, it was just nice to have that stability and be able to be like, all right, you know, here's the building, here's the ring, you know, you can go there twice yeah. a week and train. And then, you know, lots of other people were training there at the same time too. And, you know, it was just me and like a couple other guys, like three other guys that were training at the other one. So, yeah. So it was pretty much like a more of a full-time kind of place, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was more structured, you know, it was, you know, more reliable, you know. Yeah, so. yeah everything you need, right? So, as you mentioned, the BCW and your, your relationship with Scott is when it, things started to roll with you, for you. Um, I'm sure in those initial years of being in indie wrestling around Michigan and Ontario, you are kind of going all over the place, but uh, I certainly remember you here in BCW. I remember you were the TV champion, and I'm sure those those days at the Chicharo Club are pretty vivid memories for you when you look back to your you know uh, first days in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, Scott was the first one to to you know. Well, I guess it would be Nate and Scott were probably the first two people to like really believe in me, and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, whatever they saw in me, I don't know, but you know, I I knew I had passion for wrestling, and. Uh, they believed me for whatever reason, you know, Scott used me really well and, um, you know, gave me opportunities at Border City Wrestling, especially at that early time for me to, you know, really have some good learning experiences in the ring, put me against good opponents I could learn from. And, you know, so, yeah, just, of course, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for, you know, me being forged those days. 100%. And we always like to reminisce on those days here in Windsor. Those were some of the best times for wrestling, being at the, the Chicharo Club with all the all the stars they were able to bring in. And then the homegrown guys, uh, we'll say homegrown like yourself, that uh, we were able to see on a monthly basis. Those were always uh, vivid memories for fans and I'm sure wrestlers alike. Yeah, 
for sure. And, you know, they, they drew really well then, too. So yeah. you always wrestled in front of a nice big crowd. And they, there was catering there, you know, which blew my mind, you know, being, <laughs> you know, <laughs> back then, you know what I mean? You do indie shows, you don't expect that. You know, Scott, yeah, you always yeah. took care of everyone, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard people say that um, as well. And it goes a long way, you know, small things. So, um, as you mentioned too, those are still kind of your your early days of wrestling, still being young. So I'm sure you're kind of in awe of some of the guys you're around, rather it be like established indie guys like El Tornado or, as mentioned, all those stars they would bring in all the time, like Sabu, who you got to work with. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool for me. Um, you know, he he brought in like. Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond and, uh, you know, Sabu and all these guys that, like, you know, I used to watch, you know, whatever, you know, on television. So, you know, now I'm sharing a locker room with these guys. You know, that was cool experience for sure. Mm -hmm. And again, we, we grew a lot of guys here in, in BCW that we know today that went off to Impact like yourself. Um, and I'm sure going back to those early days is when you probably first met and started connecting with Alex Shelley. So those days go all the way back to BCW, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Alex Shelley, Eric Young, um, like Gail Kim, Tracy, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were, you know, were around back then. Bobby Roode also. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was cool, you know, I mean, uh, seeing where all those people are nowadays and, you know, we, we all kind of came up in the same area together. Yeah. And especially you and Alex being able to, you know, create a tag team together for years. Um, all, again, just kind of goes back to the roots in a way. Were you guys kind of linked from the beginning? Uh, well, let's see. I think we met in Michigan. Um, I mean, we always were we always were buddies, you know what I mean? We just yeah. had, like, a similar sense of humor, so we always clicked like that. And then uh, once we finally did uh, a tour for Zero One together, and uh, Mr. Nakamura had us tag on the show. It was the first time we ever tagged, and we had chemistry there. This was 2006. So it was a little later, okay. you know, when we started really connecting, you know, this is a little later in the career. Okay. But, um, yeah, when we saw that, uh, you know, we just had chemistry inside the ring, so we are like, hey, yeah, let's pursue this. 100%. Actually, now that I think about it more, I guess you guys were actually wrestling against each other here in BCW, probably more um, in that sort of style before you ended up being a tag team. But again, it just it goes back to uh, kind of having some chemistry, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and just, you know, being around people, even if you didn't know them uh, as well as you know them now, you know, you can just look back, and, oh, yeah, you know, like, hey, we're around each other, even if we didn't know each other as well as we do now, but, you know, it's just, yeah, cool reminiscing, you know. Yeah, so you mentioned all those people um, that you were able to, you know, connect with through wrestling for many years that uh, come back here to the BCW days, like Bobby Roode, Eric Young, Gail Kim, and, and even Scott, of course, and once you got to Impact or uh, TNA at the time, you were surrounded by a lot of those guys as well. So I'm sure that was kind of helpful for you to know people and kind of make you more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely made me, you know, help make just the, the locker room, uh, you know, a good, uh, you know, kind of a brother and sisterhood. You know, everyone was kind of, you know, on the same page. You know, everyone liked each other. There wasn't a lot of drama or anything. And, okay. you know, that's always good. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask, if there was any sort of, kind of backlash you know I, this just kind of came out of left field in my mind here you know at the time i was young so i don't know what was going on um scott bringing in all his guys was there any like backlash like oh these are scott's guys these border city guys whatever always coming in and and uh getting a spot i guess if there was i didn't know about it yeah but you know i kind of i never i always stayed out of 
all of that stuff. I never really had drama with anyone that I know of, really. You know, if it, if it was, it was on their end and not my end. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, not, not that I know of. Yeah, there might have been. Who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, um, again, like, not that that's a thing, but it's uh, something to consider, you know. Um, a lot of people it's, in the it's same the business. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in anything, man, there's, it's politics and competition, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, you spent a lot of time in Impact. Um, as you mentioned, Scott, uh, helping you get there, you ended up spending 10 years in Impact. And we could talk so much about all the stuff you've been able to do in wrestling in general. But I'm sure one thing that is very, um, that really stands out for you is winning the, the world championship in Impact. Yeah, that was a really cool moment. That's, uh, you know, I might not have been uh, completely satisfied with everything that happened around it. I thought I could have done better, but that's that's me criticizing myself. That's not criticizing anyone else or anything else. Um, I felt like I could have done better during that period of time, but just the moment is really cool. You know, it's still something cool to go back and watch, you know, the one, two, three, yeah. and, you know, the crowd coming alive and everything like that. That's, that's just, uh, that's a cool moment that I'll always remember for sure. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, wrestling is wrestling, but to have that, those accolades and those memories and to look back and, you know, there's always some uh, personal accomplishments, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that was, I mean, I guess management believed enough, even if they, you know, gave me the title for three weeks, you know, it was still believed in me enough to give it, give me the title at a really very strange time, you know, I mean, with... Yeah everything that was going on and all these political power struggles going on backstage, those weird stuff. And, you know, so I, I don't know, somehow I came out <laughs> world champion for a couple of weeks during all that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was a weird time. And, and especially in wrestling, you know, there's, there's always some sort of story and you've been through it all. Uh, I've been to, uh, from there you went off to ring of honor and all that. And you came back to BCW not too long ago, actually about just over a year ago for the 25th anniversary show. I got to team with Tyson Dukes and P.D. Williams, so that would have been a lot of fun to kind of come back to the beginning and, and you know, do some stuff with guys that you knew in the beginning, like Tyson and, and P.D. Yeah, that was that was a really fun match. Um, it was the first time I got to wrestle um, uh, OBE, you know, as, as a trio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was really cool. It was fun. You know, I just enjoyed being back in Windsor and wrestling for, uh, you know, Hopefully, some of the people that were there back, you know, 20 years ago, still remembered me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course, like I mean, it, it seemed like it was a lot of fun and just uh, kind of a throwback kind of thing, and it all topped it off at the end with the Tyson Duke dance. Yeah, yeah, of course, which is yeah, classic, right? <laughs> yeah, classic BCW trademark, especially for Tyson, right? Yeah. So it was like he had to do it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, and now you more recently, uh, at least at the time that we were setting this up, obviously we're living in a in a weird weird world right now. So you were kind of set to kind of come back and, and do some work with Scott and Impact Wrestling with that TNA Throwback Show. Um, it seemed like that was going to be something really cool and fun. So I'm sure at the time that was an easy decision for you to make and say, yeah, I, I can definitely do that. Yeah, for sure. I'm, <clears throat> you know, I really like Impact Wrestling, and uh, you know, I actually under contract right now so mm -hmm. uh, you know i'll be there for at least another year or so um and you know hopefully longer than that you know hopefully if we just get through all this weird times and you know we're able to you know get get fans back into the buildings and continue tapings continue shows and then by the time that happens i hope i'll be ready to wrestle again and then i can finally you know get in the ring for impact wrestling mm -hmm. so did that Not kind of be a producer 
not just be a producer, yeah. which I enjoy, but yeah, I'm, I'm jonesing to get back in the ring. Well, yeah, again, that's what I was going to kind of bring up later. Um, given what's going on, I'm sure you miss being in the ring as well. Yeah, for sure. I definitely do. You know, it's been it's been a while. I tore my ACL back in uh, January of 2019, so mm-hmm. it's been well over a year. So when you were set to go back to that TNA throwback show, is that how it kind of sparked you coming back to Impact? Uh, no, I wasn't planning on wrestling on that show. What I was going to do was be a special guest referee for the uh, King of the Mountain World title match. Okay. Uh, but that, you know, obviously that didn't end up happening. Yeah. So. See, I was looking forward to that. I was hoping they would do, like, go full out with it, you know, do the, the look, the feel. The guys on the show, everything from from top to bottom, go like all the way back to you know like the two thousand and two impact or TNA days, it would have been really cool. Yeah, yeah, and nostalgia like that is always cool, and it's strange to think that TNA actually has been around for so long that yeah. it can have that nostalgic feeling. You know what I mean? But they, you know, they started in two thousand two, so that I was gonna, see, you know, some kids could be watching when they were like, you know, ten years old, you know, and watching. And, and, you know, 15 years later, they remember it and have, like, nostalgic memories of it. It's just crazy to think. 100%, man. That's me. <laughs> I remember watching those first yeah. uh, those first pay-per-views uh, right at my parents' house, you know, and then and then seeing those guys at BCW. It was, uh, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's real cool. So I'm sure, um, you know, you've been around a lot of BCW shows and a lot of uh, wrestling shows in general, but uh, just... Looking back to those BCW days from start to finish, um, is there any moments or times that stick out to you? Well, um... And it might be a tough one. Even if it doesn't have to do with you, it could be, you know, something that happened or a match, anything that uh, might come to mind if someone asked you about BCW. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I have I have lots of memories of just, like, hanging out in the locker room uh, the catering. I remember I had to pick up uh, King Kong Bundy one time from the airport, and uh, I remember him like barely being able to fit into my car. Like I, like he went past the center console in my <laughs> car. Um, so it was amazing to uh, you know uh, drive King Kong Bundy around, you know, and drive Steve Carino around one time. I remember uh, you know you know just all, all sorts of cool memories. Just meeting like these guys I used to watch on TV, and then you know, sometimes wrestling them and just being around, like, I don't know, it's just overall cool, you know, I remember, it was a cool memory of Scott, myself, and uh, Zach Gowan driving down to TNA for the first time, because uh, the first show that I was on, I think it was Zach Gowan's second match for TNA that he was doing, and the three of us drove down to Nashville, you know, that that was a good time, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I can can think of a lot of stuff, but, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to think of like some like funny story i can tell you or something which <laughs> yeah for sure i know sometimes there's too much that comes to mind right and it's just again you were a young guy so just being caught up in all that and just kind of living in the moment i'm sure yeah yeah absolutely so as we mentioned to kind of wrap it up we're, we're living in a weird time and um i know you're, yourself you've always been a big video game guy if i'm not mistaken and you had the band with pd williams so what are you doing to keep busy playing video games jamming at all or anything like that well, I uh, actually ended up, my fiance lives in New Jersey, and I ended up out here. I was visiting her when all this started, so oh. I've, I've been out here. I haven't been home. Um, so, I, you know, luckily I'm around her, and mm. uh, her brother has a really nice gym in the house, so her brother's been kind enough to let me use the gym almost every day. 
so you know I've gotten on this little schedule of uh, you know just spending time with my fiance, working out. Uh, you know we play some games together right now. We've been playing Castle Crashers. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, fun little two-player game, you know. And then you know she enjoys it, so we play that. You know, binge watch shows. We watched Tiger King and <laughs> watched. Uh, she got me on this terrible, terrible show like. 90 Days Before, 90 Days Fiance. Oh, 90 like Days Fiance, yeah. Some, just some awful, awful with, uh, reality With Big Ed. That. You see the one yeah, with Big Ed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy's all over Instagram and shit now, man. Yeah, I knew. I, when I saw this guy, I was like, hey, I've seen like memes of this guy on Twitter before, yeah. but I don't know who he is. And now I realize, you know, who he is now. But yeah, so, you know. But it's you know it's been nice because we've been doing a long distance thing. Even though we're you know we're planning on getting married and she plans on moving to Michigan, but uh, so it's you know it's nice just to be able to spend this time with her. Absolutely, man. That's uh, everyone's got a different take on it, and it's good to kind of slow down, take a step back, and enjoy life, especially for yourself. Regardless of the last year, I mean, I'm sure traveling a lot has uh, taken you away from home. So in a sense, it's good to kind of relax for a little bit. But that being said, can't wait to get back to things and uh, get back to normal, of course, right? Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't wait to just, you know, be around wrestling again. Like yeah. that's, you know, I love wrestling, obviously. And I miss going to the Impact show, seeing the boys, seeing everyone, just, you know, getting on an airplane, flying, traveling, the whole deal. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, I enjoy it all. It's just just a fun job, you know, and I'm super grateful and super fortunate to have been able to do that for the last 20 years. And you know, I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. I hope that you know I can wrestle for, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to say how long, but I just hope we all get through this and everything gets back to, at least the wrestling business gets back to uh, to normal, you know. 100. percent And at least you know, before we wrap it up, it is good that we're able to still do shows without a crowd regardless of what it may be there are other sports that aren't able to do absolutely nothing so that being said at least we're you know able to still provide fans with some entertainment right yeah absolutely absolutely i mean it's it's a little strange you know seeing wrestling uh, without a crowd or even wrestling in front of a crowd it's a little strange Mm -hmm. but you know like uh you know and I can, I think I can speak for pretty much everyone in the Impact Wrestling locker room that we all love wrestling. You know, you don't get to that level of of professional wrestling without having, you know, love for it. So, you know, whatever whatever it takes, man. It's you know, yeah. It's about us and our love for wrestling, but it's more so about the fans and you know keeping people happy. And I think we realize how important the fans are now. So you can tell a big difference when you're watching a show and there's no fans there. It feels like there's something missing. It's still cool and everything, but like. You know, the fans are just as important to the show as we are, so. Yeah, 100%, man. It's like this whole pandemic is going to bring out a lot of uh, realization, and that is certainly a big one. I, I kept saying the uh, the show, the first shows when they come back with a crowd is going to have this big package about, you know, why we need you guys here and why it's, you know, a big part of the show. And uh, I'm sure everyone would agree with you, and I'm sure everyone's looking forward to seeing you back in Impact. So uh, looking forward to it, man. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there we have it. Chris Saban, the future Chris Saban. Um, what, are, what other nicknames did he have? I'm going to look him up. Um, thank you, Chris, for taking the time to do that on the phone. Really appreciate it. 
Um, it's cool to catch up with a guy like him and uh, kind of just kind of knock him off the list, I suppose, to, to have on the show. Um, I mentioned on there, I remember him very vividly from back in the uh, Border City Wrestling days at Chicharo Club, where he was, he was, um, he was dubbed the future Chris Sabin, and he would have a lot of matches against uh, Alex Shelley, as we kind of talked about, who I believe was also known as the future Alex Shelley. So they had a lot of great matchups. Um, there's one with, a, I believe, it's a triple threat with them two and AJ Styles, and there's another one-on-one match where Mick Foley ref- refereed the the main event for the TV title between them two. Those were always good matches. Um, Chris had a lot of a lot of matches in Border City Wrestling. I should quickly look up his uh, his cage match profile here. Um, again, it's just something very vividly that I remember. And then it was cool to see him go go on and you know become successful on television. Um, although we never really got to see him get to the WWE status. I meant to ask him about uh, his partner and friend uh, Alex Shelley, who was doing some work with WWE, but I didn't know exactly what. Um, but it's cool to kind of reminisce on those times. And he's always been able to come back and and uh, stop off at BCW once in a while. He did in 2014, and then as mentioned, in 2018 for the 25th anniversary. And at least according to this, it looks like one of, if not his first matches, were in Border City Wrestling against Scott and uh, Otis Apollo, Ruffy Silverstein, the hacker who was on the show as well. Some good throwbacks uh, there before he got involved with TNA wrestling. Some questions there. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little repetitive and sometimes different answers, but I'd like to throw something out there uh, once in a while and see if anything sticks to the wall. So that was something uh, in mind. Yeah, actually, according to this, his first match ever was against Scott. That's pretty interesting. Um, but anyway, um, didn't know if, you know, Scott bringing in all those guys at the time wonder um what the consensus was if if uh you know people were like all oh, these freaking bcw guys coming in again and and as chris mentioned it wasn't uh, wasn't apparent in the locker room at least but um i, I don't know i guess i'm just trying to say that wasn't a stupid question i suppose but anyway if um if you're looking for your sport fix and uh in wrestling as well check out impact wrestling they're still doing uh, shows on on tuesday nights on the fight network here in canada and axs tv in the states access tv whatever it's called um they did some tapings in nashville a few weeks back uh johnny bravo who was a guest on the show maybe about a month or two ago uh, he posted a picture on facebook of the uh, the the nashville strip or whatever the downtown there and it was a complete desert uh, so it was obviously not normal. They do tapings there pretty pretty regularly. So the television, and you'll see that coming to TV every Tuesday. Um, don't think that Chris will be on it, but he eventually will in the future. Obviously, signing a contract with him and with Impact, and looking to come back and work with some some old pals that he used to back in the day. So uh, yeah, check out Impact Wrestling uh, on social media as well. They're always posting lots of stuff. Lots of throwback stuff as well during this time, trying to keep everyone uh, entertained and busy. Um, We have a little bit of sports news that we will get out of the way. Usually here, don't like to talk about COVID-19 a lot and how it might be affecting a lot of things in our lives, especially in sports. But there is one thing that I got to kind of check off the list here. Uh, For the third year in in, in a row, 
the Mackenzie Court, Jesus, Drake, the Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada event was scheduled for Windsor for the uh, the Windsor Championship at Ambassador Golf Club from July 16th to 19th. And while it has not been listed as postponed on the tour's website, executive director Scott Pritchard of the club has confirmed the news in an interview with the Windsor Star uh, recently, earlier this week. Apparently, any events from that tour haven't necessarily been lost. They've just been uh, postponed, and they're going to look to reschedule and revise the schedule in the future once, uh, once they're able to, obviously. Uh, aside from that, we have a little bit of a local roundup, and, and again, kind of COVID-19 coming into play here. Um, the Ravens football program has been put on hold for another month. The Essex Ravens uh, football program, that is, was put on hold for yet another month uh, last Friday. Football Canada, along with Ontario Football Alliance, announced that all events in the month of May have been suspended. Um, that the situation will be reassessed on uh, May 29th for the month of June. So it looks like they're taking it on a month-to-month basis and trying to get things back when they can. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Um, a little bit of news for hockey, I suppose. The Essex 73s have named Mike Paley, the team's new GM, replacing Steve Caldwell who uh, has stepped away due to work commitments. An Essex native and Mike Paley has spent the past four years as an assistant coach and head scout for the University of Windsor Lancers men's hockey program. Paley won the Schmaltz Cup with the uh, Pell River Canadians back in 95 and also played three years of Junior B in Leamington and Windsor back in the day. So good addition there. Um, DJ Smith's son uh, has signed to the London Knights. That's Colton Smith, 16-year-old from right here in Windsor. He was selected. Uh, he's six foot one, 196 pounds, and he was selected in the seven, second round of last month's OHL draft, uh, the 25th pick overall. He had 25 goals and 47 points in just 41 games last season for the Katana Lasers. And finally, the Leamington Flyers forward Josh King has accepted a scholarship to attend the NCAA Division III Northland College in Ashland, Wisconsin. So congratulations to uh, Josh on you know becoming a college athlete, a kid from right here in Windsor. So congratulations to him and all of our accomplishments this week. That is it this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Drake Demore, and I'm here every Thursday with a brand new episode of the Wind City Sports radio show and podcast. The radio show airs live on CJAM 99.1 FM every Thursday at 12.30 and replays on Tuesdays at 8, even during this pandemic. Obviously, we are broadcasting from home, but on the radio show, you will hear highlights from our podcast interviews, lots of local sports news as we can usually normally gather, and some good music. Here on the podcast, you'll hear the full uncut and unedited versions of interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and much more, dropping every Thursday morning on WinCitySports.com and any podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We also have social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at WinCity underscore sports. We also have a YouTube channel, and if you're ever trying to find us, WinCity is all one word. Just simply search up WinCity Sports, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y. We should pop up easily. And then you can find me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram, at Drake Demore. But until next week, smell you later.